The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and round four is in the books at the Wyndham Championship. The PGA Tour's regular season is over, and we're headed towards the playoffs. Mark Immelman is here. Mark, good to have you. How's the boys? Uh, Greensboro's been fun. Bring on the uh, playoffs. Uh, Mark, you seem a little down in the dumps. Is that because the fans have made up about $2 million on you in the one and done over the past <laughs> Uh, I was trying to do my best Jordan Spieth before we came on the air, and I was like, "We choking, Michael? Michael? Are we choking, Michael? We're yeah. choking, aren't we?" No, seems, no, I'm good. Like I, I'm, I'm good with my I'm, I'm good with my plan for uh, for the playoffs. All right, we'll see how that pans out. Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, hello. What's going on, boys? I can't believe that the this regular season is over. It's gone so fast, and boy, has there been a lot to talk about this year. This one was a doozy too. This one, this one's gonna be fun. Kyle Porter rounds out our crew here. KP, welcome. What up? Uh, sneaky, really good day of golf. I'm. I've got a ton of stuff on the women's open. I know we're gonna talk Tom Kim. Mm-hmm. I missed last week or last uh, last Sunday the the Finau parade. I was actually at. Uh, I don't think I've talked about this on here. I was at the Dude Perfect tour with my kids, which was just a just an extravaganza of fun like a stage show oh yeah fourteen thousand at the american airlines center here in dallas and they they do trick shots yeah they do like sort of they do battles where i mean the trick shots are not that would be hard to live right (laughs) yeah yeah they can't do anything extraordinary live because the the odds of making it are just too right you can't but they do like their little um you know sort of variety act and it was it was great it was it was super fun the kids were were locked in so it was it was cool experience kids were locked in i love that all right um well before my my wife got into it too she was i was like we do you need a beer or something like do we need to chill who's the uh who's the consensus favorite dude perfect guy of 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 house porter i think kobe kobe's one of the twins yeah um best one He's he. I actually met him at the PGA Championship. I was uh, I was following JT's group. The f- uh, I think it was before the playoff, 
and he was out there and he was just incredibly nice, like even nicer than he seems on screen. So it was cool. Great. Only only great things to say about the dudes. All right. I, I like the dudes, but no more free ads for the dudes. <laughs> Get them on board. Speaking of uh, things that we need to do to pay the bills, the first cut merchandise is 20% off the rest of the way. They've got uh, hats and pullovers, and we have a, a glass here at the house with the, the first cut on it. And uh, my dad rocks his first cut hat every day when he plays golf, and it's uh, all available to you right now, 20% off. And the code that you need is first cut 20 at checkout. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can use the QR code. Do you think, Greg, have you ever done this? Okay, so the promo code is first cut 20. They should try first cut 30 first, right? I always do that when I have a promo code. I just Ooh. assume there are other versions available. I've never I've never thought about that, Rick. That's a yeah. that's a really that's a good idea. Uh, it might crash and burn the promo, but <laughs> Yeah, I guess these it's worth a try. Yeah, these are some good deals. I'm looking. I've just uh, scanned the code. Yeah, I'm I'm aiming for that long sleeve tee. That's 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 my jam over there. Do you know how to scan a QR code? Come on, well, you guys. Gonna, hold, on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was going to say this puts him back in front of the horse race between him and Coach for who's the most technologically savvy. Mark for sure. Mark, you've made you're out way out in front now. Coach, right. Coach wouldn't even know what like what to do if he saw that thing on the screen right now. Mark is Mark is much more technologically. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's a little blurry. There's <laughs> yeah. something blur. There's a blurry square on my screen. He he would think, he would think it's one of those. What's the magic eye thing where you have to like squint to like make the picture work? <laughs> what do you have to do, J Jacob? Uh, Coach is gonna have to do the same promo for early edge. Exactly, and I'm not looking forward to that. Just him, tr him trying to explain to people how to use a QR code. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, try first cut 50, try first cut 40, try first cut 30. But the one I know for sure works is first cut 20. That'll get you 20% off your merch uh, the rest of the way. Gentlemen, it was the Tom Kim show. And um, let's just zoom out a little bit. Let's. We don't even have to talk about Sunday yet. We don't have to talk about his first hole of the event yet. But Mark, like... Tom Kim accepted special temporary membership status a couple of weeks ago. He needed to earn enough points to get his tour card for next year. And the only way that he was going to get access to the FedEx Cup playoffs that start next week was to go out and win. Like mm -hmm. that's that's the backdrop. So it's already like a long shot that we even see this guy in the playoffs and we're expecting him to have full status for next year. But what he does in route to this victory, it's just, just it's such a great story even before the tournament began. Yeah, uh, in, I, I was fortunate to cover him today and we'll talk about that in a minute. But <laughs> this is odd story, but where he turned my head was a Monday morning, the flight back from Detroit to Atlanta. Um, we're on the same plane there, and it's one of those rides where you don't fly, you essentially bounce to wherever you're going because the turbulence was so bad. And, and I, I've been flying a long time, and and I'm looking over this guy. He walked into the airplane, sat down in his seat, put his hoodie on, his headphones on, sat in his chair to sleep. Slept the entire way, and this plane was bouncing hither and yard, just all over the place, and we bounced our way down to Atlanta, didn't budge. And I'm like, this guy must have ice in his veins. And the way he played today was that way inclined. And 
and it was so thrilling to watch because it's unlike a Rory or a, a Dustin Johnson or someone that goes and sort of manhandles a golf course. This guy sort of did it with wit and guile and, and smarts, and, and and he drives the ball long enough, but not very long, and, and he's accurate, and and like he's hitting three irons to par threes when other guys are hitting five irons and stuff, and, and he's just an assassin. He's so accurate and so poised and, and so calm, and and um, he just went out and grabbed this thing and won it. He didn't back down whatsoever. The only mistake he made was the unforced um, error. I think he made a bogey on 10 after a poor tee shot with with uh, three medal. But you could have sort of given that to him because he's just turned in 27 or 8 or 9 or whatever he shot on the front side. And he makes one bad swing and draws the most the worst lie I've seen in the entire week. And then um, it's a poor wedge shot. But otherwise, it was it was majestic. It was complete virtuoso. And he plays an all-style game and is just so accurate. I'm, I was like, wow, this is this, this is good stuff. Yeah, the tur- the turbulence uh, continued on to his first hole of the week, Greg. He made an eight. That's a quad. And for the first time in ShotLink history, a golfer made a – it's actually a triple or worse. No one's made a triple or worse and gone on to win. Tom Kim does it with a quad on number one, grinds his way back uh, to one over on his opening nine, and then just – puts it into to, to hyperdrive. I, I mean, he was uh, calm, cool, and collected in a situation where there, there would have been some guys who just, uh, you know, pulled the pulled the ripcord on the second tee box on Thursday morning and said, it's been a nice week. I'll catch you guys down the road. Yeah, well, uh, not him. I mean, rather dominant 71 holes, right? I mean, come on. He, he won by five. He wins by five and made a quad on his first hole. That It's unbelievable. That performance, well, just the first round in itself, to get it to three under par for the first round was um, was a sight to be seen. And that was really something else. But, you know, I, I think you mentioned earlier, Rick, that he was a non-member, uh, had accepted the special temporary membership, but he had already had uh, accumulated 419 points. That would have put him about 100th, and that would get him his card for next year. And I, I have a feeling that locking up his card for next year was um, kind of took a little bit of the stress off, took a little of the pressure off. And now this is bonus time, right? It's win or we'll see you next year. I got my card already. Um, and, and the only thing he had to do was was win. And he went out and, and torched the place for the rest of the next 71 holes. It was absolutely incredible. Um, and you, you don't see that stuff well, ever. You, you never see a guy make a quad on the first hole and win. Um, but now we do. Yeah. First time ever. Uh, a game that's been around. We've been tracking it for 40 years, I guess. But uh, I can't imagine there's too many other instances before that. KP, the Sunday 61. I, I'm not, I'm not, this is not a, a verbal typo here. He went out in 27. Two, seven. That's one, two, three. <laughs> Four, five, six, seven, and seven threes. Yeah, at six birdies and an eagle to go out in twenty-seven, trying to capture not only your first win, but the only thing that will get you into the playoffs. That that is ice in the veins type of stuff. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was a little, yeah, a little Clay Thompson-ish with seven threes in the first half of the. Of the round. <laughs> I'm curious. I want to give Mark a little time to answer this and not just put him on the spot, but just so you have time to think about it, Mark, I'm curious about who your comp is for Tom Kim. 
just in in terms of playing style um i love his swing i think it's i think it's really especially as like off the tees really really smooth and good off the team you know i the thing that stood out this week rick was he he i mean he led the field in putting he he almost led the field in putting just based on that first nine alone on sunday but he leads the field in putting he hits it good not not elite but he hits it good enough to win the golf tournament obviously um is it a I, I think the thing that i'm trying to contextualize and trying to figure out obviously he's he's an extraordinary talent and i think mark said it well in the broadcast when he talked about how he's just so i think mark said like an uh old head on a young what, what did you say mark i'm gonna butcher it yeah old head on young shoulders <laughs> yeah and i thought that was really smart because he he really he, i thought he played really maturely for anybody on the PGA tour, much less a 20 year old in a, in a pretty good field. And so I think the thing that I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to contextualize is, is this, I mean, we, we haven't seen this Rick, like it's, this does not happen to win at this age on the tour. You saw Spieth do it. Obviously he's the only one younger since world war two, Matthew Wolf did it at a similar age, but is like, like, what is this? Is it, is it, is it Spieth part two? Is it a little bit of the, um, I think Siwoo was what, 21 when he won the players and he's had a good career, but not a Spieth career. I, I'm trying to figure out like, and, and the, you know, who knows how it's going to go, but this is sort of what we do is try to project and figure these things out. I'm, I'm super interested because he does, he does seem to be really mature in the same way that I'm not saying he's going to be Jordan Spieth, but in the same way Spieth was when he was 19 and he wins uh, quad cities, which I guess this was the quad city again with the quad on one on Thursday. But uh, yeah, that, that for me is, I don't know what he's going to be, but I'm super interested to find out. Well, here, here are the, here are the, some of the stats marked to, to tee up here because the, the, the stats are jarring. Um, as, as Kyle mentioned, the second youngest to win, uh, behind Jordan Spieth, he becomes the first player to win on tour who was born in the two thousands. That make, does that make us all feel old? And, uh, as Justin Ray notes, the youngest player age 20 since world war two to win a PGA tour event by multiple strokes, did it by five mark five. You know what would have been cool though, because we were joking yeah. about it in the break. So they're like, "Well, he quad made quad on the first hole. He should just make quad on the last and win by one." <laughs> yeah, cool. Look into this thing with a couple of quads. Get your Pretty victory much. and move on. Yeah, nobody um, wants to do it. You know, I was thinking about Kyle's question about a comp, and and I'll probably show my age here because the way he played it, I couldn't. I can't think of anyone sort of, you know, in the modern game, the power game that is comparable um, because he's just so complete. And so I would almost take a step back and say, if I was comparing him, just what I watch today in terms of how he swings it, uh, there's no flashing speed ever. So he doesn't hit many flowers out of the rough. Um, he can stand there with a wedge and hit it 125 or 135 or 105, and he gets the ball to flight the same way. And he hit some long irons today that was just, I mean, they were like Hogan-esque. That, that three iron he hit into 12 was a lot of club, right? And he just took something off it and caressed the thing up there to about six feet off the back of the, 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 the green. So I would say, as I was comparing to Kyle's question, I'd almost go uh, and nod to Nick Felder because Felder had such a fundamentally sound golf swing. 
and he was so balanced and and um I don't use the word complete very much, but Fowler was a wonderful driver of the golf ball accurate. He was a tremendous iron player. He made the right decision all of the time. He never did anything rash, uh, but when he was in position, Nick would finish. If it was a Ryder Cup putt to win or if it was a putt to win a major championship, Nick Felder would finish. And I watched a guy finish today, and I watched a guy who under pressure, I was never concerned if he drove the ball in the rough, he was going to hit this jet that came out there and just tumbled over the back of the green and got stuffed. He sort of approaches the hole. And then when he hit that uh, three iron off an upslope into 15, the par five, I mean, this thing was on the button. And it was right where I said, I said to Nance, I'm like, you can't see the flag, but on the edge of our TV tower, about 222, that covers the bunker. And this thing took off on the edge of the tower, landed in the heart of the green, curved in there, and Appy Barnrat comes up to him and sort of gives him the fist bump as if to say, dude, you, that was legit. And, and so I, I would say Monday players, I'd have to think a whole lot more, but he, he sort of looked like Felder to me, just the way he went about things. Yeah, I think that... I, th I think that's super interesting, and it begs two questions. One, uh, can can Tom Kim, as he grows, I mean, he's 20, just turned 20. He was 19 two months ago. Uh, can he gain speed and distance and all the things that are needed for the modern game? And then the second question is, can you compete, not at the Wyndham Championship, but at the Masters, at LACC, at the you know the PGA Championship with a Fado s game, it's a it's a it's a Fado is is maybe the greatest Euro player of all time. I think it's him and Seve and you know modern wise, you throw Rory in there probably, but it, it was a different game when he was playing in the late eighties, early nineties, mid nineties, and I, like I I hope that somebody like Tom Kim can compete in like in those championships, because I think that I don't, I don't want the game of golf to be reduced to just like who can hit it the farthest. Right. I think the touch that, that, um, that Mark's talking about is, is, is more fun to watch for me. And so I, I don't know, I'm curious to see like how that progresses as he gets older. Yeah. One more thing. And then I'll let Greg have a go here. Um, he competed at a very firm, fast Scottish open. So if he gets conditioned, like that you know i feel like he can so if you get an lacc which is likely to play firm the ball's going to get on the ground that's going to be right up his alley and if he gets a place that tumbles some which we know augusta national can if it stays dry then i can see him competing there because like the examination this week was to play from the fairway and to on wide lines on donald russ alistair mckenzie type courses cb mcdonald you take wide lines and you drip the ball around the hole and these greens were immaculate, but dangerous. And if you were putting well, they were like, uh, it was heavenly. And if you were putting poorly, it was like punishment because they were so, you have to trust these lines that are wide. You can't go ripping the ball at the hole. And that's, to me, sounds like Augusta National. So look, he's still young, man. He's 20. Uh, let's remember Sung JM is 24 or 5, I think, too. I mean, he's still a pup. So, uh, um, you know, right now, I think the future's bright. We'll just see how the whole thing plays out. I, I think so too. And I think there are two really strong parallels and examples. Um, maybe not exact, but I, I think in the game today, you have Colin Morikawa, who's competing in major championships yeah. regularly, who doesn't hit it all that far. And I was reminded this week of what Morikawa did at the 3M when Matt Wolf won. Um, Morikawa came in fourth, 
or tied fourth or something like that. But he was so cool under the under the heat. His tempo never changed. He relied on his iron play. And I saw a lot out of that. Um, I saw a lot of that in Tom Kim this week. Now, I don't think he's the the iron player Morikawa is. But, I mean, maybe he can be. He's had some flashes so far this year where he's been elite. And um, he's been very good. I mean, he's gained over six shots before approaching the green for a week. He, he's had some more losses than Morikawa did when he first came out. But also the accuracy is something that really stands out to me so far this year on tour. He's hit 72% of his fairways. Um, and, and I think in the modern game, if you don't hit it really far, you have to be really accurate and you have to be a good long iron player. And he showed us this week. He's both of those things. So the other guy that I would uh, draw a parallel to in the modern game would be Patrick Cantlay where I can't lay. It seems like he has a little more in the tank distance wise. Well, Marikawa um, does too. I, I wanted to say this. It's yeah. a beautiful comparison, but Colin can move it. Uh, he, he doesn't look like he is, but the ball gets on the ground and goes. And so, I mean, yeah, if I've called them both, I would say Marikawa was probably a half a club longer, maybe a club. And certainly he's got a bit more on the, uh, off the tee. Yeah. And maybe that's enough to be a difference, right? A three iron versus a four iron. Uh, that mm -hmm. might make a difference in a major championship. But I, I think, I think those two guys are examples of players who can compete at the highest level that don't rely on just bombing it. Even though they're they're long by all accounts, they're they're not relying on just bombing it. They rely on other skill sets heavily. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I think Tom Kim has that potential. I think real quick, two things, Rick. Uh, one, winning at twenty is 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 really incredible and i think there's something to that i don't know what that something is going to end up being but you know it i mean and we've seen like we saw akshay win a corn fairy event earlier this year this this was a you know this was not the memorial but it it was not it was a good field right and it had zalatoris and it had cantlay and it had guys that are that are really good players it's crazy that kim tom kim won before uh zalatoris by the way but um, so, so I think that's really meaningful, but I also want to, I think pump the brakes, a, not with you guys, but just broadly of like, it's, it's also not, you know, just him boat racing the field with T to green play. That's that we've never seen before his T to green plays was, was good. It was fine. It was the, it was his putter that got hot for a week and that it, it's, I don't know. I think it's a meaningful differentiation between those two things. Cause when you're 19 and you just destroy a field like this from T to green, that's something entirely different than getting, you know, hot with the putter for, for, uh, for four rounds. He gained 12 and a half strokes putting the 16th best putting performance uh, since we started tracking this. So that's the shot link era. So you've got about 18 years of data there. KP, I, I think this is, this is kind of like one of the hardest things that we do, right? When a guy wins young, and he wins early, uh, you start getting the immediate comps to like Morikawa and Speed. We probably, correct me if I'm wrong, if you remember, we probably heaped the same accolades on Garrick Higo, who won a month after turning 21. And that has not necessarily turned out the way that I think he would he would like. So there, there's like a lot of different directions this can go in. Well, I, th I think Higo is an interesting comp because if you remember, like... <laughs> And this is, I think I said this in the moment. Hopefully I did. You can check the tapes, but he, he statistically shouldn't have won that golf tournament, right? He, you had like two or three guys kick it away. And so it was a little bit 
it was great for him, but it was also a little bit unfair of like, yo, dude, you've won three of five events. I think he won two on, on the European tour. And then yep. he wins, he wins uh, South Carolina. And all of a sudden, he's supposed to be the next big thing. It's like, well, let's look a, bit, a little bit closer and set some realistic expectations. And I think that's a little bit of what I want to do with Kim. I think Kim is probably a bigger... Uh, not, not that you were asking about a Higo Kim direct comp. I think Kim is probably a more heralded talent overall. But it, to me, it's a little bit like um, it's great, but it, I'm not sure it sort of projects the way that that people might think it does right now. Have just seeing the headline of a 20 year old winning a PGA Tour event. Well, we on it, Cal, because um, Garrick is a friend, and I've watched him grow up. Um, and I don't think there's a comparison between them at all. Garrick is kind of wild off the tee. He fights a hook. He's got an unreal short game. He scrambles like he's like like a magician. And I think, with love to my friend uh, Tom Kim, is an off is 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 way more rounded than Garrick Higo yeah. is right now. Now Garrick is talented enough to to get there. But it's no comparison right now. I, I I called Garrick's win in South Carolina. I called a win over here. It was two different performances, and that wasn't just the score on the bottom of the card. It was the way the whole thing was constructed. Yeah. yeah. And I just and to put a bow on it, Greg, my my larger point there being like, yeah, like in the moment, you know, Higo had won three of five. He gained eight strokes ball striking at the Palmetto. Yeah, maybe some guys melted down. That was one of those situations where he posted and everybody else fell apart. But I probably remember being very, very high, right? Like, like, and and that's not to say that Garrick Higo isn't going to figure it out and rattle off a bunch of more PGA Tour victories. But like, they're so young. They are so raw. They're so young. It's so difficult to be able to kind of project where they're headed in the next five or 10 years. Right. I mean, how do you handle being a, a PGA tour winner? How, what, what do you do once you have reached that stage? The one thing to me is it seems, and this is where the Garrett Higo comparison is so similar. Kyle mentioned the two wins on the DP world tour. He had one on the sunshine tour. He had accumulated a couple of wins before his PGA tour victory. Um, but so is, so is Tom Kim. I mean, this is his seventh professional win. He's 20. Now, two of them were on the Asian development tour. So they're, I mean, but, but still seven professional wins at the age of 20. And I, I think there's something to that more often than there's not. So I, I know Gary Kigo is a, a good comp and it hasn't worked out yet. Um, but I, I think, uh, I think when you look at the broader strokes, this is, this is a pretty special talent. Yeah. Tom Kim. Congratulations. Your PGA Tour winner 15 starts into your PGA Tour career. You will indeed tee it up next week in the playoffs. I'm talking to him like he listens. Could you imagine if he just if he was tuning in right now? Like, ah, I just want to I'll check out the first cut pod. Rick will congratulate yeah. me. And yeah. then we'll, we'll jump in the chat if you are. Tom, let us know if you're uh, if you want to pop in, we'll send you the link. Um, gentlemen, we've got to talk about the uh playoff implications playoffs the playoff implications because there are many of them we will do that but first we'll take a quick break and hear a word from our partners it's a really fine line creating 
workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky. As, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, first-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out, viore.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between. But solving foot pain is simple. And that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been Uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there, and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order, plus free shipping. And we're back. The FedEx Cup playoff field is set. Uh, 125 in. Mark the... Maybe 128. Well, that is very true. Maybe 128. We will hear word on the the live boys uh, seemingly any day to see if they will be playing uh, in Memphis. But 125 on our list right now. And we were following all week long... Who's going to be the 125th guy? Who's going to be 124? All this stuff. Well, the the Tom Kim win, because he was not previously a member, actually knocks out the 125th golfer. In this case, Matt Wallace. Apologies. uh, You are on the outside looking in because Tom Kim will be playing next week. Hey, Jacob, who, who got in in the 125th spot? Jacob. Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> really have some opportunities for that, Mark. Yeah, how about that? You know, yes, Fowler wasn't playing great. We actually played horribly and missed the cut. And then he ends up making it on the number. I mean, and there were guys who were in and out. And there was a horrid story Thursday, uh, Friday morning when they came back to finish uh, because we had weather two afternoons uh, where Austin Smotherman is finishing on nine, which is the easiest. Of the two sides, eight is a shortish par four, it's like an iron and a wedge or three three wooden wedge. Nine, you had something less than driver off the tee, and you got nine iron or eight iron up the hill. 
uh, birdie holes, really, and, and Smotherman finishes 4-6 to miss and essentially knock himself out of the running. And there was Justin Lower today was in again, out again, and there was all sorts of stories, like they always are. Um, but, you know, to be that, that, that first guy out for Wallace, I mean, that's got to suck because he's turned his game around. He told me in Mexico earlier this year that he changed instructors and things were going in the right direction. And, you know, because he was kind of the can't miss guy at one stage after having a few wins in Europe and, st and stuff. And then game fell on hard times, started working in spring, almost a la Fowler. Uh, Garrick Higgo's now changed instructors too. And so then you've got a chance and, and you can't finish it off. It's, it's rough. It's, it's what makes this event always, for me, so poignant. Because you come to this place where they're advertising vacations and everyone's having a grand time, and there's these guys in the bubble that are fighting for their playoff and their maybe even the the, the PGA Tour careers. So it's a it, it's the shadow side of what is the PGA Tour, and it's some of what makes the PGA Tour great. Uh, I, I've mm -hmm. I've got a take real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, the and it's not that hot of a take because the tour is implementing it next year. These guys should not be in the playoffs. Like if if the, the guys at the at the one twenty five market, what is? And this is not to pick on Ricky Fowler. I actually was watching him this week and and wanting like just missing him playing well because that was super fun. But what has Ricky Fowler done this year that that would say like would would uh, imply that he deserves to be in any kind of postseason format for for golf? Well, you know, Kyle, I think it's really interesting. Um, and going to going to the top seventy, I think it aligns with other sports kind of nicely, right? You're mm -hmm. talking about it, let's just say there's a hundred and forty cards or however many there really end up being. About half the guys, the top half, get into the playoffs. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you know, the NFL is like they got thirty two teams, top there are fourteen teams that make the playoffs. Uh the NBA and the NHL have eight of their uh, 16 of their 32 teams get into the playoffs. And I, I think it's a much more um, appropriate number. So I, I really like what they're doing. I think it's a, I think it's a good move. I, yeah, I, I do too. And I, and I listen, like if you want to, and I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I think those guys at the, like the 110, 120, 125 or whatever, they're going to have an opportunity to keep their cards, right? Like that. I'm not saying you should lose your card. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think Ricky, and, and it's a little bit, I think, I think sometimes when we see the Nick Taylors of the world and the Kramer Hickox of the world down here, we're like, Oh yeah, that's great. They're in the playoffs, but it, it gets a little bit highlighted when the, when, when Ricky Fowler's in there and he was a former top eight player in the world, top seven player in the world, whatever he was. And you're like, man, he, does he have a, I don't think he has a top 10 this year. You can check me on that, Rick. I, I don't think he does, though. And so, like, okay, you don't finish in the top ten in any tour event all year. Uh, do you just do like? Should you be in the in the play in the postseason? That just seems a little bit. It, it, for me, it got highlighted a little bit with with Fowler being the last man in uh, in, into this year's playoffs. We'll, we'll turn this into a trivia game. He has one top ten this year. I know. Don't say. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Where it was uh, CJ Cup Summit. Yeah, that's right. He battled so it almost did. a year ago. Yeah, so maybe that's on me for not remembering that one. But that's still, like, I think the point. I think the point stands of like, okay, so you see, oh, Brandon Wu seventieth. Wow. Okay. Maybe they should cut it to like twenty five into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Brandon Wu, that would be six. That would be seventy-one because you got Tom Kim jumping up. Oh there yeah, thirty-four. Ray Polinax would be. The I'd, last I'd, I'd love yeah. you guys to have this conversation with numbers one hundred through one twenty-five and see what they have to say to, about your hot take. Just, well, just but, for a little while, but they already had the conversation with the tour. Like they're out next year, and I think again, I think that's. It makes making the playoff making the playoffs should be special, right? Like you, you, you should have had to have had a good, and it's all relative, right? They're the top 125 guys in the world. I realize they're very good at golf, but you should have had a had to have had a relatively really strong year to make it into the postseason. And guys at 100, 115, 120, they they just haven't. And and I think I'm glad they're going to the top 70 next year. So what about so what about NFL teams? Because I'm a Falcons fan, right? And their their years that the Falcons have snuck into the playoffs with like a a barely winning record. I remember the one year the Giants got in on the wild card and end up winning the entire bang shoot. You 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 making comes to other sports, but you see that in, in the NFL a bunch. You have the teams that are um, I don't know twelve and three or whatever the record is, and you got teams that are basically five hundred making in the playoffs. Basketball, baseball, the same thing. What say you there? Well, but um, still, half half the teams don't make it, right? That's what you're right. saying, Greg. Exactly. That's exactly it. So it doesn't necessarily matter what you, you know. It's not about scoring average, which would be it's, it's all it's all relative records. It's it's relative. The top half get in, and the Falcons don't get relegated. Right? They don't lose their spot as an NFL team. They they just have to come back again next year and try. So I think that's where Kyle's saying, "Hey, you, you shouldn't lose your job. You just." To, to make the playoffs it's a it's an additional step it's like um yeah it, it you have to you have to have an exceptional performance to reach the playoffs and sometimes in the NFL that's um that might be eight and eight but um or I guess now it'd be nine and eight or eight eight and one or something like that but you have to beat half the teams you have to be a, you have to have a better record than half the teams and I I think that's a, a, a fair aspect. I think it's crucial. And I also, I like the fact that they've shortened the FedEx cup season yeah. starting in January. Those events become more important each uh, and every that, one of them for even, even for I, really big names. I thought you meant shortening it to three playoff events, Greg. Sorry. I like that too. Yeah. Um, I, I, so do guys, I. But I, can't, I can't go here and they're about 250 card me members of the tour anyway. So, but, but you, you go where you're going. I, I can't be there. Sorry. It, it look, it's it's um to me, it's nothing against the guys that are 100 to 125, but to have a chance to win the FedEx Cup, I, I'd like that. It, I like the aspect that once you get into the playoffs, you have a realistic chance of winning the championship, and that's what you do see in the NFL. Again, it's so hard to compare these other sports, but but uh, the postseason, it, it's an accomplishment to get there, and then from there, everybody who's in has a chance to win the championship. Um, so I think by, by shrinking that down, you highlight both of those things. The guys that are in 70th are a lot closer to, um, you know, making a move in those first two playoff events and getting up there and having a real chance to win. Yet at the same time, they, they're very worthy of, of that spot. And it's not just keeping your card. So I, I kind of, I like that little gap there where the postseason doesn't mean you're just keeping your job, but it's a, an exceptional performance. Ricky Fowler in on the number. Couple other notables. Um, Zalatoris actually dropped 
a spot, got leapfrogged by Sung Im. So Sung Jay's up to 10. Zalator is down to 12. Sung Jay gets a little bit of that Comcast business. Got a bonus. And money. <laughs> cash money. I don't know what 10th pays, but he got a little extra for that. Do we have it? Oh, do we know how much 10th plays J 10th pays Jacob in the Comcast? I could try Googling, see if that helps. All right, we'll find out. Uh, while we do that, there was other great golf. Kyle, you alluded to this uh, earlier in the show. The Women's British Open. How about this? A playoff. Playoff. We got playoffs. Thank you. On the playoffs. On the PGA Tour, we've got an actual playoff at the Women's British Open. Ashley Buhai gets it done for playoff holes. Um, I know you were locked in on this one. I was locked in. I watched uh, the entire, uh, most of the back nine and the entire playoff. And uh, she, so uh, there was a lot going on. I don't follow women's golf super closely. I mean, we we kind of do the majors and don't really extend a lot outside of that. So I was like, okay, who is, who's, I, I can't even say her last name, but Ashley, how did you say Buhai? I believe Buhai. Mark, she's South African. Right? Buhai, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've known her since she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so to, so I went in thinking like, okay, is this like a, I mean, is this like a mega Cinderella story? Is this just from out of nowhere? And the reality is that it's not, she was ranked 84th in the world. She's at one point was the youngest ladies European tour winner ever. I think at 18 Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. She was a, she was a stud coming up in South Africa. Um, her, her, her pro career has been good, but not not amazing. She only had one top 10 at a major, but she's played in 43 of them. I mean, she's played in a lot of major championships over the course of his career so, or, or of her career. Um, and so when she, so she makes triple on 15 to fall back into a tie for first with NG Chun, who uh, she eventually went to a playoff with. And it was, it was just, it was kind of devastating to watch. Cause I mean, how many times have we seen this at, at majors and it opens, especially where, the wheels just come off and it starts just kind of coming apart down the stretch. She hung in, she parred the last three to get into the playoff. She, they split the first three playoff holes. And then on the fourth playoff hole, she has this insane bunker shot on, on 18 uh, to make par and NG Chun left her, her par uh, bid short on 18. That would have sent them to a fifth playoff hole. Probably would have gone to Monday cause it was extremely dark there. But it, it the, the part for me that was so cool was you get to the end and this woman who's had, you know, a, like a solid pro career, but nothing special, nothing amazing, no major wins, very little major comp, uh, like contention. You can almost see like you can almost see it come across her face of trying to just take in or contextualize or, or, or sort of just understand what she had just done. And that that to me is what. I love the majors for that reason, men's side, women's side, whatever. And to do it at Muirfield where, you know, Ernie Els won in 02, Gary Player won in 1959. It, 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 there, there, just that moment where she, she makes the final putt, she pulls her hat down and she just, you can just see it written all over her face, how special that was and how she, it, it was, it was almost hard to, and she said this afterwards, like he, it'll hit me three days from now or five days from now or whatever. It was just, it was almost hard for her to contemplate what she had just done and all major wins are life-changing, but they're not equally life-changing. That one was more life-changing than, 
you know, Brooks Kepka winning for a fourth time or Rory winning for a fifth time or whatever. And so that, that to me, was just a really special part of the day. May uh, I add, Rick, please. Um, I, I've known her for a long time and I, I sent her a text before we went on the show and I was like, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Um, and then I said something to the effect of you're always destined for greatness because when she was a kid, she was one of those. When, when she played golf, there, there wasn't any competition for her in the girls' game in South Africa. And she went abroad and she won everything there was to win. And, and, and she was destined for success. But, you know, with people like that, and we sort of see it a little bit with Rory, the people that are expected to win, both from the fans and the family and, and oneself, when stuff starts to go wrong, that makes the climb back up the mountain even more difficult. And then she got injured and then she got out of shape a little bit and started fighting. Her swing changed a little and she started fighting with a game and she got married. And, and so everything was, she was almost going away as a player, but then she found, you know, a little gumption maybe to get back at it and, and fought her way back on the European tour, then the LPGA tour. And, there were a few golfers, Leanne Pace is one of them, who I taught when she was a kid, that overtook Ashley as like the leading South African ladies golfer. Then there was Nicole Garcia and stuff, and, and Ashley just stuck to it. And, and eventually, what was inside her showed up. And I was getting updates sort of through the event today because I couldn't watch. And Dottie called at, at, during a break. She goes, Ashley just made a triple. And I was like, oh, no, this is it. And, and I was so happy when I found out that she hung in there and then she hung in in the playoff because she sort of showed the stuff that she had within. Because if you speak to any South African who sort of knows golf, we all kind of figured she'd do this. And now she's a major champion. And what makes it super special, and you said it, Kyle, to win at Muirfield, first time they've had a ladies' event there, right, at the Honorable Company of Edinburgh Golfers. And both Ernie and Gary Player have won there. So there's, it sort of ties a beautiful bow on the whole thing, and, and I'm just jacked for it. It's, it's the best. Yeah, I'm glad Mark Mark brought it up as well here, Greg, because it's such a it's such a great historic place for an unbelievable championship. Remember, they they only allowed women in as members as as a couple of years ago. So to be able to have a women's British Open there to crown this very deserving victor at this golf course and add her name to the list of the greats that have also accomplished similar feats, it was a very cool moment. Yeah, and it and it's a first. And right now, this stands out in history as something that's um, that's extraordinary and once in a lifetime. But as time goes on, it'll only grow. And you know, we've had Open Championships at Muirfield for a very, very long time. And now I believe that we'll have Women's Opens there for a very, very long time to come. And that's a that's a re really, really cool thing to be the first one to do that uh, and to add another South African to the list is a very, very cool thing to do it and to do it in the way that she did. Um, I mean, back against the ropes, you go in with a five shot lead and you make a triple at 15 and you're in a, the, you're in the greenside bunker at 18 and it, the, the bunker shot she hit on 18 was in the playoff was just unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of, you know, that moment could be replayed for years and years and years to come. So it, it was, uh, it was really special, really cool to watch. And I think it, this one will be um, well-received in history. Hey, Rick, after Gary Player's uh, leadership, 
it's mandatory for South Africans that you have to be good at a green side sand. So I'm <laughs> sure he'd be proud. Awesome stuff. Yeah, I was actually just watching the, the clip on Twitter again, and I could watch it a thousand more times. Great stuff there. Gentlemen, we've got just uh, a few more things to do. we got to recap our best bets. And, oh, yes, we've had movement, plenty of movement in the one and done. We'll hit those, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Best bets. KP, you and I on the losing end of two top 20s. You went with Callum Taren. I went with Vince Whaley. Both of these were good for about two and a half rounds, but uh, unfortunately, we could not cash our tickets in two and a half rounds in. Yeah, where did uh, uh, Callum Taren finish T27? He was six under today, so he made a made a little run at it. But yeah, bummer there. Um, how far back did he finish of, of 20th? Uh, two shots. Yeah, so two shots back. Yeah. God, margins. They're just minuscule. Uh, I had shout out to Pendrith, by the way. Yeah. What a what a week back to back. That was cool. I will not. Uh, I can pat I can pat Coach on the back here because he won't. You know, he won't hear it, and I'll never do it to his face <laughs> or anything because it's just it's too much to handle. But Coach had. Uh, I think a Tom Kim picked a win. He had Tom Kim in the one and done, which we'll get to in a second. He had Taylor Pedroth, top Canadian coach, had a very, very good week. But don't let anybody know I said anything nice about him. <laughs> He's the smartest guy alive. Just ask him. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, one and done update. So I kind of spoiled a little bit here, but uh, KP, big week. 649000 from Sung JM. You and the fans got over half a million dollars. Unfortunately, you don't get the one mil bonus that Sung Jay got for the Comcast Business Tour top 10. You'll have to settle for the 649. Well, here's here's another take. I I uh my disdain for the fans jumping into this competition is so great that I would give up my Sung Jay money uh if they had to give up theirs just so Mark could preserve the the victory this year. <laughs> I like that take, Kyle. Good, good job. I, I, why am I in last, by the way? What is this a, did I pick Sungjae like two other times before, or is this just a typo? I think we got to, we just have to, re, you're not, it's the, the numbers are right. The order is wrong. So you just need, we need to just refresh the order of it. Yeah. You, all you got to do is flip you and see us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm actually not, a, yeah, it's great timing for me, you know, to finally get hot with, uh, two events left in the regular season It's phenomenal. Great, 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 uh, great stuff this year for me and the one and done. Uh, Sia Najad 
went with Billy Horschel, 47,937. Greg, you and I got C Wood. Ah, oh, he killer. Wait, do, we have the, do we have the C Wood drop? Shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. <laughs> it's phenomenal. I was singing that at do the we pool have yesterday. Drop? My, my wife was like, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you saying that? He was uh, he was three under going into the final round. Bogey 10, got birdies at 12 and 13, made a double on 14, a double on 16, and said goodbye. He withdrew. So <laughs> we don't get we don't get anything for this. We don't even get like the min made cut money. We get nothing. Zero dollars. Does he understand what he's done to us? <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you guys a good story, right? Um, last week in Detroit, so we're getting ready for the round, and you're doing research and out on the range and stuff. And so I go go out there, and Colt is on the Golf Channel show, Colt Nost, and he's talking with Seawoo and looking in the bag, and he comes to me and he goes, "Seawoo's got a five degree driver." I'm like, "Really? That's because it has a real weak grip." And so Colt goes, "Why five degrees?" And see where goes, because sometimes I got to putt with it. <laughs> <laughs> he does. That's that's true. He did it at Augusta. Is- he breaks clubs so often. Sometimes I got to putt with it. <laughs> so good. That's He's a great the- story. Uh, what a line. Fun. All right. Well, for- yeah. We'll forgive him for the goose egg then. Um, that's that's you and I, Greg. Coach, as mentioned, the full Monty, one point three million as the lone wolf. With Tom Kim vaulting the coach to 8.6 million. Jacob, he's hot on your heels. Thankfully, you had Russell Henley who got you 270,000, and you're just a hair ahead of coach, but he's uh he's in the rear view, and objects are uh larger than they appear. Yeah, I mean it kind of reminds me of the office, which you said earlier. Like, why would you never say that to coach's face whenever you're complimenting him? Um, it's because it would be absolutely brutal for everyone involved. <laughs> this tournament has been feast or famine for pretty much everyone. Uh, you like our, our picks either finish in the top five or they just quit. So that's been a lot of fun to literally on a track, like literally just withdrew. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the playoffs. I think I could still make a run here if Mark continues, um, you know, picking picking guys with great course history and bad backs. Yeah, yeah, I know his guy next week. Do we know his guy next week? Yeah, well, course history and bad backs. Yeah. DJ? No. <laughs> Burger. Memphis? Burger. Yeah, Danny uh, Burger. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he hasn't played since... I don't think uh, I have anybody for next week. John Deere. I don't, I don't okay, think I have anybody sh- in the field. <laughs> you you boys need to pipe down a second because I've normally got three options for each event. And Jacob will vouch. He's got the text on his phone where when I sent my one and done pick in, I was like, I with everything in me, I want to go with Henley, but I'm going to stick to my plan, which turned out badly, all right? And then Jacob's like, yeah, you pick uh, injured guys on, on, on good golf courses. So I've got three options next week. One of them is injured. The other one is playing really well. And the other one's coming back from injury. If that helps you guys with who my pick's going to be. I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter what you tell me. I'm, I'm, I would say you should, you should probably, you should probably look at uh, Daniel Berger's Instagram story before you start picking them for next week. Sw- yeah, I saw him swimming in the Gulf uh, in, in the Atlantic ocean there. He's, he's chilling. 
I'm lucky to go with my second pick. DJ and Paulina on the boat. Um, He's with DJ? I don't know if they're with, okay. I the way it looks, I don't know if they're with each other or their boats past each other. It might be just tra- you know, two way traffic, but uh, I don't know. You have to pull up. Yeah, uh, D- Vibin said to me in the Ranger Memorial, he was telling me about Dustin Johnson's boat, and he goes, "This thing is unreal. I mean, it's like tens of millions of dollars worth of boat." And he says the thing is incredible. So I'm, I'm sure he was hanging out there a little bit. Sung JM, $649,700 for the fans to now break them through the $10 million mark. Now, Mark, they are just $1.6 million behind you because Webb Simpson, who, when this thing went to a weather delay on Friday night and he had a hold of play, said, no thanks, I'll get out of town, uh, <laughs> withdrew, technically wasn't going to make the cut, got you $0, and... This was once a three million, three and a half million dollar lead down to one point six. It's it's going in the wrong direction. Yeah, but you know what? Okay, first off, Friday afternoon, uh, Billy Ray Brown's going out there, and I said to him, "Billy Ray, I need Webb Simpson to make the cut. You better bring the juju out." Then he goes, "I got you, Mark. Don't worry about it." And then I get a text. He goes, "Webb can't put the thing in the ocean." <laughs> and then I turn on the TV. And Webb three putts from about 30 feet and 11. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And then 12 gets in the green on the wrong tier, puts it off the green, and then makes double or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, here we are. And so the writing was sort of on the wall Friday afternoon, and I was disappointed. Uh, but, you know, I've got – I like the way you only say there's only 1.5 million behind. <laughs> okay. And I've got th- I've got some decent bullets left in my, uh, in, in my holster, so, so we're doing okay. I got. I got to hype it up. I got to get the fans all, yeah. you know, hot Keep and bothered. You know? It does feel a little uh, women's open ish. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> For there, you, I mean, if if it is, that means you still win. It just gets a little more interesting at the end. Yeah, exactly. I'm checking it down there. Uh, what, what's I mean the 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 purses? What are the purses, Jacob? What's what's BMW Championship first place next week? One point. It's got to be like one point five or one point six. It's probably more than that. I would think. BMW Championship. I, bet I know the FedEx Cup is Tour Championships, $18 million. <laughs> Yeah, we're going back to that. Uh, let's see. BMW. Again, I have nobody in that field, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, oh, oh, Mark. Mark, you're in big what? trouble. They jacked, up, they jacked up the purse. It yeah, is but you guys knew that when it happened here recently. 2.7. Oh, yes. no, it, it did. It's a good, so it's a good thing I got some thoroughbreds in my holster. You guys are going to be trotting out whoever. I, the, the fans, they got a bunch of people available, but the rest of you, who are you playing with? So do we So do we double the BMW championship purse for the tour championship? Do we just move the goalpost now? Like I know we yeah, the, have always said. Yeah. yeah. Check yeah I know. Well, we could take – we have, we have a quorum here, so I think we could take – Hey, you know, what, you know what 2.7 doubled is? LIV. Oh, well, we got to do it now. <laughs> so, so hold on. So, so next week, FedEx St. Jude, 2.7. BMW Championship, 2.7. We have the tour championship has to be more than that. Coach is the commissioner. He gets to decide. And Jacob, you know what? I, I, I've got respect for you, but when you start f- doing this sort of stuff, I, I start getting somewhat. Aren't they, aren't they pretty much the same, the same purses? Which are the St. Jude and then BMW? Yeah, they're like exactly. Yes. 
So we double. Which one do we double? We double stick them in double in Memphis, right? For the tour championship. Well, that's what we had. That's what. Yeah, we that's had. great. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah, that makes sense because right. it's FedEx. There you go. Yeah, that's what we. There had. you that go. Was, that was the plan all along. Okay. Wow. All right. Check with the check with the commissioner first. You gotta. He's in a good mood tonight. We probably get anything passed at this point. <laughs> you get anything we want passed if we need it. Coach is like coach is like Rory. He's a player commissioner. Yeah, <laughs> he's here to please please the players. <laughs> he's like Jackie Moon. <laughs> he's <a> player coach commissioner. <laughs> yeah, player coach owner commission. <laughs> he would he would probably put on similar promotions too. <laughs> it's free gerbil night uh, at the first cut one and done. <laughs> that sounds like coach's wheelhouse right there. Free gerbil yeah. night. <laughs> Corn dogs, coach. Corn dogs. Oh god. I gotta watch that now. Uh all right, gents. We're headed to the playoffs. Any final thoughts before we get out of here on the Wyndham Championship? Tom Kim was not alive for the Justin Leonard putt at Brookline, which is is tough even for me as a thirty seven year old to to swallow. That's a good one. He wasn't alive. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, he wasn't. He wasn't alive for the Tiger Slam. He was not. He he was not born when Tiger won four in a row. He was not worried that his devices wouldn't work during Y two K. He wasn't even born yet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Oh, that's why he's so relaxed. I was oh, gonna say that's why he. Yeah. That's why he's great on planes. He never. He's never considered otherwise. <laughs> Jacob, Tom Kim, Tom Kim did show up, and he thanks he thanks us for the kind words. Pull up this comment here, Tom Kim. Yes, so he does listen after he wins. Thank you, Tom. Congratulations on your on your win. Big win. I knew. He I showed. can't. That's not real. No, it's not real. Even <laughs> I know that man. Come on. You get it. You, there's Tiger well, Woods been in the chat before. It could be real. Actually, that's a live be. bot. That's, a, that's one of those live bots. There are thousands of them floating around right now. There, there is, Tom Kim is definitely like the best chance of someone who would listen to this show. He's 20. It's on YouTube. The YouTube. There's a chance. He's probably watching Dude Perfect right now. <laughs> he's well, I think, the, I think the latest comment uh, kind of. He's planning <laughs> on impre- increasing his club head speed and he's going north of 180 miles an hour soon. That's him. That's <laughs> Uh, so all right yeah. Jets. a lot of fun 10 shots putting next week you heard it here first <laughs> 10 shots not strokes but shots right from tom himself uh dfs preview for the okay so now it's the fedex st jude championship formerly the wgc fedex st jude invitational formerly the fedex st jude classic yeah, yeah. that's right okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that Monday DFS preview, Tuesday mega preview pod, round by round recaps all the way. Jacob, just hit the playoffs drop one more time before we hey. Jacob. <laughs> yeah, that was butchered. But uh remember when, Scotty, remember when Scotty Scheffler shot fifty nine at the St. Jude? No, that was it. that was at Northern <laughs> Trust. Justin. It was at Boston, Northern <laughs> Trust. They're, the the graphic is going to show he Uh-oh. shot fifty nine at St. Jude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Such a such a classic playoff moment. <laughs> Remember, well, DJ Tiger's- was 
baseball shot at 57 like two hours later. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah Tiger that was the most the... disappointing 60 I've ever seen. Yeah, Tiger's won like nine events in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's never been down there, but he won the Mexico Open nine times. <laughs> Producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. Mark Immelman is available at Mark underscore Immelman. Greg Ducharme at The Real GFD and Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.